It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Owning. Landon, what's going on today, sir? Nothing, man. I'm excited to get some questions. Uh, we spoke to John yesterday, and, and unfortunately he kind of got shut out that, that one day of practice. Uh, so uh, it's time for us to kind of get back to the uh, the larger Cowboys picture and just generally talk about what's going on. Yeah, so coming up on today's show, we're going to answer your Twitter questions. And as always, you guys uh, send in a bunch of great questions. But before we do that, I just wanted to remind you guys what's going to be on the schedule for next week. Uh, next week, I think Monday or Tuesday, we are going to release our uh, review of the Cowboys season. We're going to start with week one against the Carolina Panthers. So if you have some time this weekend or over the next couple of days, go back, rewatch that game. You can kind of follow along with us as we're talking about that. Uh, so make sure you get ready for that and tune in next week for that. So let's go ahead and jump into our Twitter questions. Uh, our first question is from at fake Steve Jones. This is funny. Uh, who is the best player on the Cowboys that is most likely to walk or not be resigned this offseason? Now, Lane, I'm going to give you some of the names of the free agents okay. the Cowboys have, so that way you can kind of think about this. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is a free agent, Tavon Austin, Cole Beasley, David Irving, Cam Fleming, uh, Marcus Martin, Dayton Jones, Rod Smith, Jeff Swaim. Which of those players do you think is the most likely not to come back? Well, the question is is a two-parter, right? It's who is the best player that is most likely to right, not right. resign, right? So I would say the best player of those guys who was also not likely to be back uh, would be David Irving. I, I would agree. I think, uh, I think he, as far as you, talent uh, and not being here, you know? Right. Uh, I, I would say... I mean, is there any scenario in which he comes back? I mean, is there really or does he kind of burned every bridge that the, Cow- they, the Cowboys have with him? I, I mean, I, 
it's all of us. All of this is conjecture from us because we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, obviously his uh, his attendance has been spotty, but uh, I mean, is there a scenario potentially? But I it it seems extremely unlikely just by all the smoke that we're seeing around this clear fire. I would imagine. Was smoke an uh, unintended pun? Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's it, it, take it as you want it. If you if you want it there, it's fine. If you don't, then ignore it and move on and pretend like wordplay doesn't exist. All right, so uh, let let me just kind of lay out a scenario in which I could see David Irving coming back. It, I mean, I think him and his agent both believe that there's going to be deals out there for him. But if he doesn't get, you know, if, if nobody's going to offer him a, a multi-year deal. Could he come back on a one-year deal with a base, you know, a really low base salary, no guaranteed money, uh, but maybe some incentives? Is that at least possible? You think? I mean, the the thing about it is that he's due for a suspension at this some point, isn't he? Like, I mean, that, that I mean, was I've the been, report out there. There was a report, the report that he was might that he be, had missed several drug tests, right? Yes. So. If that report is true, I can't even imagine that, right? Like, I mean, he's going to be due for, I think, an eight-game suspension, right? He, I think it's a ten-game suspension if, if because he's had now two different four-game suspension. I would assume it'd be a ten-game suspension. Oh, yeah. So then even more so, it's like, I, that's tough. I, mean, I, don't, I don't even know how you structure a deal like that, like a per-game deal. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just... It's is it possible because he has lowered his value so much lower than his talent level that it becomes a deal again, like it like it previously had? You know, maybe. But I, you know, honestly, well, the other part of this that we're not equate, you know, factoring is is does he want to come back on a cheap deal and play football? I think there's a chance that we may never see David Irving play another snap in the NFL. And I think that's kind of sad uh, because David Irving has the potential to be one of the best defensive linemen in the entire league. But for whatever reason, it just, it just hasn't worked out. All right. Our next question comes from Michael Davenport. And I really like this question. He says, it sounds like Rod Smith may not get another contract in Dallas. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but let's, let's assume that is. If so, what type of running back do you think would complement Dallas's rushing group the most? You know, it's interesting because I think even they they should consider have adding another running back, uh, you know, plus Rod Smith. I would agree. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't, you know, like I, I think that they should be thinking about getting kind of, you know, the more of the type of running back that they have been talking about getting for a while where, you know, they the kind of, of – uh, you know, scat back, cop back, you know, <laughs> the, the Lance Dunbar, Dunbar role, role whatever <laughs> you want to call Dunbar it. Yep. Yeah, like, I think that, that that player has value on this team for sure. And, and even there's opportunities to uh, play him with Zeke at the same time. I think there's, there's, there's opportunities for that as well. I just, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the kind of running back I would be looking at. You know, um, you know I, I, there's that kid from, uh, is it North Dakota State? Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's he's a. Uh, I mean, those kind of guys, guys that have something that interests you as a receiving threat, guys with soft hands who can run routes, who are dangerous in space. Uh, I mean, if that kid from Alabama were available, Josh Jacobs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't turn him down because yep. he he reminds me of Darren Sproles. 
uh, taller Derek Sproles. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think uh, you know guys like that. You know, players that can create in space, that are dangerous with the ball in their hands, uh, that are good receivers. That you know, probably receivers first. Uh, I think all of those things, uh, uh, you know, are, are are traits that you would look for. I would look for in a running back uh, who could be kind of a complement. And not just like a, a backup running back. I think Rod Smith still has value as a guy that you know can carry the load while Zeke's gone and can provide you something in special teams. Uh, and as a physical, I think he also can improve more as a runner as well. But I also think that uh, there is a need now for a a change in skill set at the position, a, a different, a, a, a you know, a complementary uh, skill set at that position. Yeah, I'm somebody that believes that you can find running backs late in the draft and in undrafted free agency. But I think one of the the things that's kind of you know people haven't talked about is the free agent market for running backs. If you've seen how these running backs have been paid the last several years, you can get running backs, you know, mid level guys for basically nothing. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, Alfred Morris was a guy that the Cowboys signed a couple years ago. They got him for peanuts, and he was, you know, a really good player for him. They got Darren McFadden for essentially nothing. Uh, so if there's a proven guy out in free agency, I wouldn't mind, you know, throwing a million dollars at a position like that. I mean, let me give you a name. Would you be interested in bringing in Tevin Coleman? I mean, he's scheduled to hit the free agent market. We know he's got a lot of speed. He can do some stuff out of the backfield. Is that a type of player that you wouldn't mind seeing Dallas bring in? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's all uh, hinged on whether the price is right. But I think you know he's kind of in the mold that we're talking about. He's a little more linear, I feel like, than... Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, you know he's saying? he's like, not the Darren Sproles, the James White, yeah. the the Jalen Richard type of player, but he's more of the he, he's more of like a home run hitter than than the the traditional pass catching back. I, I would see his role. I mean, he's not similar to this, this player, but I definitely would see his role more in the vein of of Rod Smith than what we've been talking about. If we were to resign, I, I'm, well, I guess I'm saying is I'm not opposed to signing that that guy at all because I I think he's an upgrade as a backup. But at the same time, I don't know that he is enough of a change uh, in the comp enough of, enough of a complementary role person that I, we, you know we're talking about as being a, a, a secondary threat in the passing game. All right, let's take a quick break and we will come back and we'll talk about some draft eligible defensive tackles. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't always know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you've got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, and they pay. It's that simple. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. If you join now, my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code Locked On to activate that offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's my bookie, and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Nathan Jones wants to know, Landon, who is your favorite defensive tackle prospect that you have seen so far in the 2019 draft? I think I know the answer, but I want to hear you say it. Well, I mean, uh, Mac is my favorite one just because I feel like he he fits a uh, you know the kind of sweet spot in the uh, you know in the in the area of where I feel like they're going to be picking you know what they're looking for what what uh, you know Marinelli likes at the position knowing that Marinelli doesn't uh, uh, necessarily you know want to pay or or is not big on paying. Um, you know, high draft capital or high uh, uh, money capital to guys that are that at the position he likes to kind of get them on their own. Uh, you right. know, outside of those guys, I mean, you know, if we're talking just in the draft, I mean, there's so many crazy good guys in this draft. I mean, Quentin Williams, Ed Oliver, Simmons. Uh, uh, what's the guy from uh, uh, from Clemson? Wilkins. Well, Christian Wilkins. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, Dexter Lawrence is good. Uh, uh, what's the kid from? Uh, is it Mississippi State or no, no, no? Yeah, I already said him. Uh, but but uh, the Notre Dame kid. Uh, oh, that was yeah, Tiller, Tillery Jared or something. Tiller, I mean, yep, Tiller, Bugs, wasn't at the I, yep. Yeah, Isaiah Bugs is another one. Um, I mean, all of these guys, like you know, it just really look at Clemson, look at Alabama, look at the SEC in general. Uh, and if there's a guy coming out, that they're probably pretty good. I, I've been on the Ed Oliver chain, train since bef- you know before the season. I mean, he had kind of a crazy year this year, but I mean, the number of g- good defensive tackles. Uh, is crazy. There's that kid out of Texas too. Who's supposed to be really good too. Uh, Amina, who or yeah, I'm still learning these guys, so it, <laughs> it's tough. Uh, but I, I'm you know like I've watched. Uh, I, you know, I was telling Marcus like because of the time frame, everything. Marcus gets the opportunity to watch all these guys, which is awesome that we get this opportunity to talk to him about this. But unfortunately, I you know I'm kind of having to be a little bit more selective this season. So I have tried to like focus on guys that are going to be in the range of what we're picking at the positions we want. And interior defensive line is definitely where I've been you know focusing um, uh, in a lot of this study. But I, I would say that the the the, the frustrating part about this is the the fact that you know these guys are uh, are there's so many good yeah, guys but yeah. they're all way up top you know there's they, like a lot of these these talented guys are all gonna go in the first and second round and uh, you know there's still gonna be tons of talented players left falling down there but I still think that when you look at these guys like the the class is so stacked at the top that uh it's 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 difficult to kind of you know figure out well who is one of these guys is actually going to make it to us because I mean, there may be a huge run yeah i think you're going to get a player if the cowboys decide to go at defensive tackle like at 58 i think you're going to get a player that most years might have gone 
what, 35, 36. That's just how much talent is in this class. You're going to get a, yep. a borderline first-round talent late, late in the second round. Um, yeah, I, I, I just wanted to give you that question to give you the floor uh, to talk about Dalen Mack because I know that he was your guy last yeah, week at, this, I, at the I, Shrine game. I didn't want to like go too far That's into right, this guy. That's right, he's a great player. He was what he was the guy that of that first initial round like once the 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 Rams game was over I started looking into these guys and like I said I kind of started in the middle of uh, in the middle of the rankings of some people people's rankings of defensive line the safety blah 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 and of the first initial five or six guys that I kind of just watched very briefly Mac was the one who uh who really kind of stood out just because of a couple things. It's one, you know, he he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Uh, went to A and M. You know, played in the SEC. Did not do very much for three seasons, and then really kind of showed up his his senior year with the coaching change. You know, he plays a certain way that I think is very, um, you know, conducive to what the Marinelli Cowboys want to do. Like on the defensive line, um, he is also. Just a, he's an incredible athlete. I, I also wonder if he couldn't just lose a couple pounds uh, and and gain a little bit more in a in the pass rush scenario as a, as a pass rusher in, inside of the one technique. So um, I I I there's a lot of different things to like about that, but I like these guys who were five star athletes that struggled in college that may end up being better pros than they are in college. Uh, and I feel like Mac is one of those guys. I agree. I, I think, I mean, I've, I've seen him now two days at the senior bowl and I'm just impressed at his leverage and his power. I mean, that guy, he's basically laying belly first onto the ground uh, and somehow is able to explode and get into the garden center's chest. I mean, uh, I, I, I really like him. All right. Our next question. And Oh boy, this is a fun one. Uh, comes from Cody Black. Uh, he said he just saw a rumor from the Senior Bowl that Dallas is growing tired of Randy Gregory and may target oh, yeah. <laughs> a defensive end in the draft. Um, so last night uh, I was I was laying in bed. It was about midnight, uh, and our friend John Owning, you know, shoots us a message that a. Are we allowed to say who the report was from? Yeah, I mean he pub- he posted it publicly sure. on yeah, his site. It was, yeah, it was Tony Pauline. Uh, yeah. Posted a report that the Cowboys are growing tired of Randy Gregory and may move on, or may look to to, to grab a defensive end. But before anything else, do you believe this report from Tony? No, okay. I don't. Um, I, I agree. So last night, I, I I was again, I was laying in bed trying to go to sleep. Got it. Called a couple people, and that's kind of kind of the the report back that I got. Uh, no, that we're in smokescreen season. What happened was another another Dallas Cowboys writer put something out there about how you may not be able to trust Randy Gregory and I think people ran with it. And this is what happens. This is this is yeah. this is the worst part of the draft season, right? Telephone. Yeah, it it, it really is. Um yep. But let's let's talk about the defensive ends. Do you think that's going to be a need at all this offseason? I, I mean, we know that Demarcus Lawrence is a free agent. He had surgery to clean up his shoulder. Taco Charlton was disappointing last year. He had surgery today as well. Uh, we know about Randy Gregory. They drafted Doran Armstrong. Is defensive end an area of need at all? I I mean, I, I don't think so right now. Um, and, and let me be clear, like uh, – I don't have an issue with Tony Pauline. Like I, I love Tony Pauline actually, and I think he, you know, he passes along what the information he gets. But I also right. think that you know, it's like anything. It's if he gets bad info, he's reporting that as well. So, 
Um, but yeah, I, I I can't imagine that unless they know something that we don't, which is often the case. Uh, you know they've got Taco under under contract. I don't imagine that's changing unless he gets traded, which again I can't imagine. Um, Demarcus is going to be back. I don't think that that's really a question. No. Uh, I I think Randy, despite I I think Randy's might be in a safer spot than he has been at any point, and so I don't know maybe if that in his means life. Maybe, maybe yeah, in the I don't know. Best point of his life. Yeah, I don't know that if that that may actually end up being a dangerous place for him to be in. But I, I, at this point, I, I don't have any reason to, you know, be more concerned than just normal that he won't be back. Uh, I, they clearly like Armstrong a lot, who uh, showed them all a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm looking, I'm thinking that he's going to get a ton of opportunity. Um, you know, I, I just imagine that maybe they'll they they could take someone later on in the draft, but uh, you know, and I think you know Crawford will be back as well, and and he'll be playing some snaps out there. So, uh, defensive end is less of a spot that I'm concerned about uh, as opposed to defensive tackle. I, I I mean, if I'm ranking needs, defensive end might be the very very last one for me, considering just the number of players you can have there between Lawrence Taco. Gregory Crawford Armstrong. I mean, that's that's five guys right there. Are you really going to add somebody else? I mean, are they going to carry more than five defensive ends on the roster? It, uh, I mean, if I don't you think if so. you if you assume that that Lawrence is coming back, and I and I honestly think it's safe oh, to assume. Yeah, I agree. That then you have your top three guys on your roster already with a with a two other guys you know potentially battling for your fourth defensive end. So all under contract. You know, if again we're going with the idea that Lawrence has got some money carved out, so uh, yeah, I, this is really does not seem like a need at all. E- frankly, even if Randy Gregory doesn't, you know, like if something happens, if something happened, like I, I just I can't imagine that they would panic and go up and do that necessarily, uh, as opposed to just letting the, the draft fall to them if someone they liked because they they do like Marcus Armstrong, they do like, uh, you know, I think that taco can give you something and they and again i i think that they have starting level defensive ends in crawford and and lawrence at the at the very least so all right uh, our last question comes from payson we're about 100 days out from the nfl draft so things are going to change a lot but as of right now what position do you think they are most likely to take with the 58th pick <sighs> these questions man I, I mean, I'm not telling you a player, but what position? No, I know it's it's tough because like, I mean, the player matters because the oh, player is what, what ultimately is, you're, is dictating. You don't you don't pick a, uh, you know the Cowboys select defensive tackle uh, <laughs> player you know, to they, be they named later. A, they pick a player, yeah. So I, I I I mean, ultimately, I think the question is like what you know what position has. What position of need lines up best with the the value at that our spot in second round? Um, I mean, I I think it, it's defensive tackle still comes to mind. I, I I think the issue is is that if you want a defensive tackle, you're probably gonna have to spend your first pick on it, which is you know, again late in the second round, almost a third round pick. So you're already still picking, you know, probably. I mean, who knows? The the thirteenth, the fourteenth, the you know, maybe even the fifteenth defensive tackle at that uh, it's point. It's very possible. I, I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's, it's possible, possible, right? 
So, yeah. you know, it's something to consider. I mean, it feels like it's... It, it feels like that's something that you may not want to do, you know, because you're not getting great positional value and you want to try to pick guys that are, you know, the, one of the best in the position. But at the same time, if you don't take a defensive tackle there and you still need one, then, like, taking one later is obviously even further fit- diminishing returns. So it almost feels like it, if there's a run early on defensive tackles and you want a solid defensive tackle, defensive tackle who can give you snaps right away and you know potentially help you in key key times of the game next season, um, then you're probably going to have to select them with the 58th pick. Yeah, I think those are all great points on defensive tackle. I'm going to say tight end, though. Uh, Steven Jones on 105.3 The Fan last week said that uh, the Cowboys are going to address the tight end position in the draft. Uh, We know that this is a great draft class for tight ends. Uh, There could be as many as four going the first round. Um, There's a lot of guys on day two and day three that I think could help this team. If I'm hedging my bets at all, I'll go ahead and say tight end. You know, listen. When the Cowboys say something in March and February about the draft, typically they're not lying too much. I mean, they're they're going to tell you, you know, this these are the positions we think are deep. These are the positions we need. Now the players could change, but they're they're pretty truthful about that. So I will say tight end. Uh, I, but I think you could absolutely be correct with defensive tackle. It wouldn't surprise me either way. Would it surprise you? Absolutely not. And again, like it's so early that uh, you know the, the 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 makeup of the draft or how we view the makeup of the draft can change so right uh yeah i mean tight end is obviously one of the other positions probably you know those two positions defensive tackle and tight end are the spot where you feel like in order to make an impact the position you need to pick a player high you know what i'm saying because you you have you need like you have some talent at defensive tackle, you have some talent at tight end. What you need is a is a uh, an alpha talent at those two spots, and and that's what I think. If you're gonna get that guy, you obviously got to spend draft capital. So uh, that's those are those are the two spots that will be vying for that spot and to see who you know which one gets a player selected there. And, and here's the thing: free agency starts in a month. You know, once free agency happens, that can change our entire outlook of you Absolutely. know their needs. Absolutely. You know, if they if they go out and sign Jared Cook in free agency, I'm pretty sure they're not going to draft the tight end at 58. Or if they go out and get a Gerald McCoy in free agency, I'm pretty confident they're not going to draft the defensive tackle early. So we have a long time, a or, lot of yeah. Go ahead. Even if they just sign Jeff Swain, I, I, oh, I would absolutely. imagine you know if they just re-sign Jeff Swain, that may at the very least preclude them from taking a tight end at, at the second round. And you I know, don't just hate because, that at all. I mean, I listen, no. if you can get Jeff Swaim on a, you know, one or two million dollar, you know, year deal, I'm perfectly fine with that because he can do everything for you. Yeah. And those, and now you feel a lot better about those other two guys than you did obviously at the beginning of the season. In fact, you look forward to seeing what those I two agree. can do next season. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 